This episode is sponsored by St. Jack Cosmetics, the home of the makeup cleaning mist. Welcome to the Emrose Collective, the ultimate guide to creating your dream life, business, and relationships using modern personal development tools and manifestation techniques. In this episode, I chat to Beth from St. Jack Cosmetics. She is an absolute delight, like literally sunshine in human form. I can guarantee you this episode is going to make you just want to be the best version of yourself and go out and just dominate the world because that's what Beth is doing and it is so inspiring. I talked to Beth about how she started St. Jack Uh, She started the whole business in lockdown and she has just found so much success on TikTok especially. She overcame being told that she was just another girl with an idea and talks to us about that and tells us how she backed herself and how that absolutely led to the success of both her personal brand and her cosmetics brand. Now, if you aren't aware of St. Jack, St. Jack is the home of the Makeup Cleaning Mist. The Makeup Cleaning Mist kills bacteria on the surface of your makeup, brushes, tools, and it prevents acne and skin infections. It's an absolute essential for makeup artists and beauty pros. The mist makes it so much easier for you to do the glam that you love without the germs. So Even if you are not a makeup artist and you're just an at-home makeup user, you absolutely need this product. It's 100% Australian-made, cruelty-free, and vegan-friendly. As a special treat for you guys, Beth and St. Jack are offering you 15% off your first order. Simply use the code MROSE at checkout and enjoy free shipping Australia-wide. Without further ado, here is Beth. Welcome, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you and we both, um, I wish people could see us right now because we're both like in our pyjamas. <laughs> yeah, no, this is ultimate troll mode. Like I asked you, do I need to dress up for this or can I be myself? <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like we've got, we've now, we now know that we have four days left of lockdown. So we need to embrace yeah. this look for the last four oh, days. It feels a bit too soon. Like I needed a bit more <laughs> notice to sort out my fake tan uh, yeah. <laughs> and possibly my summer body, but I'm just going to rock what I've got. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I'm not even like I booked all of my appointments in the studio from like Wednesday onwards when the initial date was. I'm like, I just I just can't be bothered. (laughs) I'm not moving anyone forward. (laughs) No, I think a lot of people in the industry have done that. And they've said, you know, even though the announcement says we're brought forward a week, I'm still opening when I planned on opening. I can't take the stop start. Yeah, anyway, exactly. But it's good. Yeah. We're happy. We're happy. Yeah, we're not complaining at <laughs> no. all. No. <laughs> it's just that we've been in lockdown for so long, we don't know what to do with ourselves now. No, it's a bit of, you know, it's a bit of Stockholm syndrome and that's fine. Mm. Who can blame us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, it's lovely to have you and um, I think everyone is will be very excited to hear this episode because you are in the beauty industry. Um, a lot of the listeners are in the beauty industry and you have found such awesome success from an outsider's perspective of what I can see, <laughs> um, you know, especially in lockdown as well and all, and all the things that you've done. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear about you. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's it's funny actually, you know, they talk about the silver linings of COVID and the lockdowns, particularly here in Melbourne. Um, I made a lot of I lost a lot of things with lockdown happening, momentum as a makeup artist, but I wouldn't mm. have Saint Jack without it. So Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> definitely, definitely silver lining. But that brings me to, I mean, your background. Tell us who you are, how you came to be. <laughs> oh, well, we won't go that far back. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Beth Wilson. I am a Melbourne makeup artist and I'm also the founder of the new-ish beauty brand St. Jack. So I founded St. Jack uh, in July last year and we launched or I launched. Isn't it funny when you have a business and you say, <laughs> yeah, wait, no. it's me? <laughs> but I launched uh, through St. Jack my first product in February this year, which is the Makeup Cleaning Mist, which is my baby. That's what uh, I initially like. I think that's one of the first videos I saw of yours was the just about what the mist was. So it's yeah. an awesome product. Thank you. And have you always been in makeup? Uh, no, I've had a real hodgepodge of a career, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. So I'm 29 now, um, but I have had so many different jobs in really random industries like construction and florists and digital marketing and all sorts of things. But in the background, something that always was true to me was my love for makeup. Mm. So I studied in 2016 but I didn't pursue that as a career until a few years later. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really been, um, my career has not been a straight line at all. It is a very big swirl. (laughs) Yeah, aren't they all? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it feels good actually. Oh, sorry. It feels good actually um, being 29 and 30 next year. By the time I hit 30, I feel like I've got it. Oh, that's great. That's good. That's one of my biggest fears. I'm like, oh, my God, do I have it yet or am I going to change again? (laughs) You'll get it. How long, I mean, before COVID it was you a freelance makeup artist? You did it on your own? Yes. So um, I have another permanent part-time job which is completely unrelated to the beauty industry, which I've been super fortunate to have, which really kind of pays the bills. I Mm. haven't been able to, particularly in this climate, take the leap into full-time freelance. Uh, but I was freelancing um, since 2018. So particularly over the last, you know, few years, every weekend, Friday nights, I'm working, 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 and also working during the week in Mm -hmm. my normal job. So it's been a really busy and exhausting time, but really rewarding. Yeah, totally. I think everyone, you know, who wants to kind of move into their own thing, there is that period of, having to still keep up that job to pay the bills while you are pursuing your passion and while how tiring it is, like it has to be done. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, there's no shame in that. I, at the beginning, when I started doing makeup artistry, I'd have clients who say, oh, so, you know, do you do this full time? And I'd say, no, I don't. I have another job. And I used to feel quite embarrassed as if that Mm -hmm. said something about me that I wasn't at that point yet. Um, But particularly now as, you know, and I've got so much going on now, but I would very happily tell people, you know, my life is in a cookie cutter situation and I'm very happy with it. Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) And everything, everything will happen in good time. Um, but that's that's definitely a me thing, not a them thing. Everyone's very supportive. But uh, I think it's important, particularly when you're just starting out in the beauty industry, to acknowledge that mm. these things do take time and it does take persistence and it's not an overnight Cinderella story. Of course, yes. Now tell me, I gave you some time to think about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your craziest or 
wildest business or career story? So I actually thought long and hard about this one because I'm thinking, oh, which one do I want to be at in <laughs> oh, the universe? So, well, I do, yeah. Um, but I decided to pick a kind of a appropriate one for the industry and it's about uh, when I started working with Michael Finch so if you know Michael Finch the makeup artist so he was huge um around 2017 Mm -hmm. uh 2017 also happened to be I just quit working for my family business so I was out of work for the first time in seven years and I still love makeup but I had no idea what I was doing and I had some friends at the time who were working in video production they said well why don't you come be a producer I don't know what a producer is (laughs) turns out (laughs) that a producer can be kind of like a project manager or find you know new jobs to do and this is going to show my age but Michael put up a snapchat story very late at night one night and he said is anyone in Melbourne do they know a videographer or are you a videographer and so I'd been kind of doing this with my mates for free by the way um you know for not very long couple days and then I instantly replied um sent him an email introduced myself and I thought I'm never going to hear back from him there's a million videographers in Melbourne a couple of days later I was driving my car Um, and I got a call from an unknown number. I wouldn't normally pick it up, but I did, and so I'm driving, which is naughty. So, you know, hello, Beth's here. He's like, oh, hey, Beth, it's Michael Finch. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, like, seriously, this is like the equivalent of Harry Styles calling me today. I was not all right, and I was like, oh, my God, Michael, hello. Um, (laughs) Just a minute, let me go pull over. Thank you very much for being very, like, professional trying to be um and he called and he said hey would that love for you and your crew to come down and do a video for me I'm doing a makeup masterclass in Melbourne which was something that I wanted to go to anyway but frankly the tickets were too expensive so I didn't go I remember how expensive they (laughs) They were were. they were really expensive and so I got to go for free I got to also bring my friend as my quote marks assistant and (laughs) we love Michael so we got to meet Michael and I think he was really good mates with Lily Brown at the time and she was his model at the class um but I got to work hand in hand with him that day to make his video for that event. So, I mean, huge case of right place at the right time, but it was just so wild. So I've got this photo of him and I on the stage at his masterclass kind of sweating because it was really hot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I still think back on that and think, oh, my God, how crazy I worked with one of my idols. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> see I what he would have remembered just... me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see what happens if you just put yourself out there, you know. You just... Amen. It happens. That's so That's good. It. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad um, it didn't disappoint. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Lucky it wasn't like a letdown experience. It didn't ruin him for you. <laughs> no. If anything, it just made him more magical. And it was so funny because at the time he was really king of catchphrases. Like he had mm-hmm. all these catchphrases from YouTube, like "Oh, you look like one" and all yeah. this sort of thing. And so my him job on the day, yeah, him and Shani, and my yeah. job on the day was to rile up the crowd the videos to like say the catchphrases because I knew them so I'm standing on stage at his masterclass while he's having lunch on break and I'm like oh you look like one I've got you know a (laughs) hundred people saying it back to me it was just insane that is so good do you have any footage of that like any videos because you need to post them on your TikTok if you do 
You know what? I should have a look. I don't think I do because videos, again, videos weren't even that big back then. Mm. But I definitely have a photo of him and I to, like standing together on the stage. And if you go to the YouTube of that Melbourne Masterclass, you can see me in a shot running around in the background. I'm wearing a beautiful <laughs> um, Carla Zampatti blazer trying to be really professional but just yeah. absolutely not. So <laughs> anyway, oh, that's day. awesome. Well, there you go. That's that's a TikTok video for you. I reckon you should Yeah, good idea. That. Thank you. I'm a bit dry for content at the moment. So good idea. Oh my God, you never, you have the best content. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us um, a little bit more about St. Jack. How did you come up with the product and the business idea and how did it it begin? Well, I'm glad you got a bit of time up here so today. (laughs) So St. Jack, um, it's my baby a bit of background Jack is my grandpa's name he died many many years before I was born but I've always felt sort of uh, cosmically linked to him in some way and my mom tells me we're very similar like that and I knew that I wanted the name to mean something to me while also being memorable to people who wouldn't um, resonate with that so that's where the name kind of came from and the brand itself It's really funny. It kind of happened in two parts and I've been thinking about how can I best explain this? (laughs) So um, it was March last year and so we'd just been plunged into our first lockdown and I had my makeup kit out on my floor and I was pulling everything out to try and hectically clean it with vain hope that I'd be able to use it again soon. So I obviously wanted to clean down everything, make sure it was all sanitised. And so what I knew was that meant, yes, make sure there's no foundation all over all of the packaging, which happens when you're working, (laughs) but also to sanitise the products themselves, meaning, you know, the powders, palettes and creams that you would use on multiple people a day, say, for example, in a bridal party. And it's funny because I don't often... Uh, observe things as acutely as I observed when I was using this product to clean my stuff and it felt really cheap in my hand. I could feel like the label, the plastic at the bottom where it had been kind of sealed in. It was taking forever to dry. It smelt really bad and the the packaging itself was really ugly and I was spraying it on all of my things. So I'm spraying it on some Dior, on some Charlotte Tilbury, on some NARS, everything you can imagine under the sun. I'm sitting around thousands and thousands of dollars worth of makeup and I'm thinking this is crap Mm. (laughs) and this is just gross and I just thought well you know this is the thing that I've seen all the makeup artists I love use uh so I know it must be good um so I guess I'll just keep using this but I wasn't thrilled with the experience and it's just again it's odd because I normally I'm not that observant when it comes to things but it was maybe two months later and I downloaded TikTok as we do. Um, (laughs) And it was really late at night, a little bit of insomnia, not a problem. And I was scrolling TikTok and there was a video that came up and she was, you know, talking about, they said, don't start a brand in a pandemic, but here's how successful I am. And it was the kind of footage of her um, shipping label printer going insane with lots of labels of orders she needed to fulfill and her dog sitting on the office chair as that was going around his neck. And it was all very cute. Would that happen to be... M loosen? No, oh. no. And I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you, you who said, it is. As soon as you said dog, I was like, the oh, dog sounds like one of her videos. <laughs> no, um, I'll tell you who it is off air, but I okay. feel I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it actually because there's been some controversy recently. Oh god. Um, yeah, I know. So anyway, but it was that video, which is another funny story in and of itself. But anyway. 
put my phone back. It's probably like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning and I'm rolling over in bed and I'm thinking, oh, I wish I had that because, you know, I was doing nothing, like not much at home. I couldn't work. I couldn't do makeup. I did have my other job, but the hours were really minimally. They were very much reduced and I was mm. bored. I was really bored and I was like, oh, I wish I had something like that to keep me busy and my dog could be in the video. And, oh. <laughs> and then so I just started thinking about it and you can't see it, but I've got all my makeup here next to me on my left-hand side and I just started taking inventory, I guess, in my head of everything I use in my makeup kit and what would I do if I did do something, right? What would it be? And, you know, I'm a makeup artist. I've had dreams of having my own beauty brand before. Obviously, we all do um, what that might look like. But in my head, I was like, well, I wouldn't want to have a makeup line because, you know, you've got to be like Patrick Tarr level famous to have Patrick Tarr beauty and lipsticks and all that sort of thing. Um, But I'm, you know, taking stock. Okay, I've got the blushes. I've got the foundations. I've got the mascaras, whatever. And I'm like, I've got that effing spray that was just so bad and it just clicked in me and as soon as I woke up in the morning, like literally it was the only thing on my mind. I flipped open my computer, I started researching everything about it and literally by the end of that day I had contacted several manufacturers in Australia and I was ready to go. And it was just born out of A, a pure necessity, but B, I didn't want to enter the market with something else that people already make so well I just knew that this is something that nobody was doing because frankly it's kind of it's not as exciting as a lipstick but Mm. it's so necessary and so the ethos behind Saint Jack is we make it easier for artists to make art for makeup artists to do their job and for beauty junkies to get glam. I'm not, you know, in the colour category. I'm about keeping it clean, but keeping it clean means that you don't have to worry about the bad stuff. So that's really where it all started. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And it's it's so appropriate for right now as well in the world because it's a product that people didn't really know that they needed before and they mm-hmm. need it more than ever now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's that's been really something that's kind of emerged even for me over the last few months, having the product and hearing people's responses to it. I always knew that this was going to be something that makeup artists would need and would want. Um, I thought I would have a harder job convincing um, regular beauty lovers that this was something that they would need. But the response I get is phenomenal and people feel that it helps them feel more confident that their skincare routine is working because they're taking care of their makeup as well. And you're right, it is it is a timely product in this time, but very necessary, frankly, for anyone. Yeah, 100%. And I, I mean, I recently saw this in a TikTok video and I've been dying to chat. It was before we spoke, uh, sorry, it was after we organised to chat on the podcast and then this video came up and I was like, yes, this is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's the video about you know, your struggles of getting the the brand up and running and, and people to believe in you. Mm, yeah. So in case you haven't seen my TikTok, first of all, highly recommend you go follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, um, it was a video. I It's interesting. I had taken little videos um, like that throughout the process last year before I got really busy because I wanted to be able to look back on that and see how far I'd come. Now TikTok does it for me because I'm posting videos so regularly that I don't have to keep them in an archive. They're just there. But yeah. I don't know what it was. I must have, frankly, 
I must have been a bit desperate for a video idea <laughs> to post on TikTok. So I'm thinking, oh, what can I share today? Um, and then I found this video and honestly, Em, like I had forgotten that this had happened. So mm. The the footage is me in my car and I'm saying I will be taken effing seriously and I will get this done and blah, 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 and then cut to me, um, you know, obviously in business and experiencing some success. What had happened was I had gone to my first ever meeting with a manufacturer. Um, it is the same manufacturer that I ended up working with, but that meeting did not go well. Oh and I just God. remember it so vividly because oh, it's underneath this jumper, but I was wearing this T-shirt. I had a Fenty Beauty blue winged eyeliner on and I had rainbow nails. Every nail was a different color. So I looked very, I guess I would look kind of young and fun to someone like us, but to kind of middle-aged man who's running a cosmetics factory, he's like, ugh, another one of these girls. Another one and who that thinks was, they have some good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, even before then, it was very, very hard to get this meeting. And I had to go through a lot of hoops to even get them to talk to me because apparently there are so many girls like me who come through the gates with ideas like this um, and it would be quite rare maybe one in ten actually follows through mm. and so I found during this meeting and that might be because of his prior experience with that he was very um, reluctant uh, to really have the conversation with me he was just kind of nitpicking things that I was saying and really saying well you know that's not possible because of this and oh we can't do this because of that blah 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 we don't want to go down this path with you for you to just you know turn around later and say I'm not going to do it because that'll cost us time and money and I just kind of I'm not proud of it but at the time in the meeting I was just focusing on not crying mm, <laughs> and I was like well because I was so excited and I was like, all right, well, maybe maybe these guys aren't the one for me, even though I just had a gut feeling they were, despite everything. And I got back in the car. I filmed that video. I had a very depressing car ride home, probably <laughs> pumping some Adele or something like that. <laughs> and I got home and I talked to my dad about it. And my dad would have to be one of my number one um, idols and inspirations in business. And he said, look, this guy has obviously met a lot of people in his working career you don't know what his morning looked like. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he has had lots of people come through and for lack of a better term, and I swear constantly, so not swearing on this podcast is challenging me. <laughs> you, you can swear. I swear oh, all the time. It's okay. No, I'll try. I'm going to try not to. He's like, you know, he's like, he probably has lots of girls come through and do this to him and he's probably been fucked over and he doesn't mm. know you and he doesn't know that you are persistent, that you do have grit, that you are serious. So let's show him you're serious. And so it's funny because this is completely my dad's advice. He said that he back in his day uh, had tried this on somebody and it worked chef's kiss. He said, write them an email to summarize like everything, you know, that had happened and maybe suggest some solutions about the things that he said couldn't work for whatever reason. But one of his main objections was he was scared basically that I wouldn't have the money to make this product. And so I sent this guy an email and I said, let me trust you before you trust me. Give me your bank details right now. I'll transfer you X thousand of dollars just so we can continue having this conversation and you can feel confident I'm not wasting your time. And 
maybe 10 minutes later, I got a phone call from somebody else who was in the meeting. So a text message and she said, just in showing the way that you articulated yourself, flipped the whole thing. And then he was like, no, nope, she can have whatever she wants. Like, I don't know why oh it was God. so hard to do, but it was just a really interesting lesson that actually I learned from my dad in that moment. It was like, I will always <laughs> trust people before they trust me and I'm happy to do it. But if I, if I didn't have that advice, if I didn't have that, uh, yeah, that advice in that moment, I wouldn't have the business basically. That is amazing. That is just <laughs> one of the best stories I have ever heard. Good on oh, you. Really? That's incredible. I hope yes. I explained it well. But yeah, anyway, look, did. they didn't take they didn't take the money. Um, in fact, they ended up discounting. <laughs> oh, really? They ended up dis- yeah, they did. They ended up discounting um what they call R and D, so research and development. Yes. Reason being because I made it crystal clear this will be the first of many products that will come through your gates. And let's not beat around the bush. It is not a chemically complicated product. I'm not asking you to make, um, you know, a very complicated lipstick which has color pigments in it that needs to be vegan, cruelty free, paraben free, all this thing because it's going on people's faces. It doesn't need to go on someone's face. So it's simple. And then it was just this shift in the way that they perceived me, particularly this guy perceived me, still my manufacturer to this day, have respect for him. And I definitely think he was just having a bad day. Um, <laughs> but also he effed with the wrong person in that moment. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I just, it's so incredible that, you know, it was you and you had that gut feeling and you were able to turn around and say what you did because if it was imagine if it was someone who had the same kind of passion the same idea as you how many people before you would have gone been told the same thing and just given up then and there a hundred percent and I would say that's actually something that I'm very proud of because if I didn't do that, you're right, I wouldn't have the business. And if it happened to somebody else, they might not have had the grit or the persistence to push on. But I think that knowing that about yourself, whether you think you would push back in a situation like that and stand up for yourself or whether you think you would cower, that tells you a lot about whether or not, you know, you're fit for a big business like this. I think, because it is all about how you respond to people telling you no that will predict your future, I think, because you were going to hear it so many times. And if you let that get to you and if you listen to them, it's it's all over. you got to believe in yourself first. 100%. That leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask you, which was, I mean, you obviously this was a big mindset kind of challenge for you from the get-go mm-hmm. what what kind of you know tips are you going to give someone who who might just be starting out who might be facing the same thing I was thinking about this earlier actually because mindset to be perfectly honest with you and actually listening to your podcast has made a world of difference um, <laughs> to the way no truly to the way that I think think about things um The number one thing is, for me, an abundance mentality when it comes to business. If you, which is kind of unrelated to what I was just talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's not because you had the idea and you knew that it was going to be the thing that you wanted to do. Sure. You you were going to throw money at it and... (laughs) 
you were ready to do I mean, it. Yeah, there, look, there were many times in that journey where it looked as though I was going to be in the red. Yeah. And with, you know, up shit's creek without a battle, <laughs> to be honest. But um, no, my, my biggest thing about mindset, I think in business, particularly when it comes to beauty business, so I'm kind of leaning as well now on my experience as a makeup artist because I know so many of your listeners work in the beauty business, is an abundance mentality. And what I mean by that is you can't compare yourselves to others because there are so many other people doing what you're doing. And it all comes down to being the most authentic version of yourself because nobody is you and that is your power, right? Yeah. So particularly being a makeup artist, I thought, you know, there are so many other makeup artists out there. They're all so much more talented than me. Oh, their pictures are so much better. They've got so many more followers than me. Oh, I'm so crap. Oh, blah, 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 blah. If I think like that, my business is dead. My talent 100%. is dead. My creativity is dead. Even I'll tell you, you already know what it is, but something very exciting is happening for St. Jack and the brand and for me in the next few weeks, which I can't wait to tell all of you guys. But <laughs> I found out yesterday that there is already somebody doing this thing and they're launching it tomorrow. Oh my God, really? Now this is all, yeah. And this is all going to sound very, very vague to the people who are listening. But the point is, if I found out that information and got caught up in the fact that somebody else is kind of running with the same idea as me and I thought, oh, well, shit, like that's over. I can't do it because there's not enough room for both of us. That's the saddest thing in the world because this is no shade to this other person. It's just that they're not me and I'm not them. They'll have things that they can do that I can't or that they'll bring to the table that I won't and vice versa. So mindset-wise, it's really the it's really the abundance thing for me because yeah. especially having a product, and you can relate to this, I'm sure, like having product in the fake tan space, what are you going to do if you start thinking, oh, well, Bondi Sands has got it covered. I'm done. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, <laughs> it's not a healthy way of thinking. So I think that's my biggest tip. Yeah, 100%. And I think along with the abundance mentality, it's the like the comparison mentality is basically, you know, you're you're giving off that you don't believe that there's enough to go around, you know, that you don't believe that, you know, like you said, if if someone decided to be a lash tech and looked what for one second on Instagram, <laughs> they would see yeah. 10 other lash techs in their street. And lash industry is the biggest industry to talk about it with because, you know, people are becoming a lash tech left, right and center. But it's the businesses that that don't compare themselves to anyone else and they put themselves into the business and their business is them. And I think that's why you have been so successful with St. Jack is because, you know, of TikTok and it's you've built a community based on people who love you and then mm. realize what the product is later on, you know? Yeah. And that's actually, that's a really good point that you, you mentioned actually, because on TikTok is a completely different train of thought. TikTok, my videos go sky high, astronomical views, really great response when it's just me being me. Mm -hmm. When I'm really focusing on the product, it doesn't go so great. And then the amount of orders that I get for St. Jack that come through from TikTok and people saying, you know what? I don't even wear makeup, but you know, <laughs> I think my sister does, but I just wanted to order your product because I think you're a legend. Yeah. 
when I started this business, I had no idea that people with that level of kindness even existed. But it's true. If I'm not my authentic self, I'm not going to receive. I'm not in a in a good space to receive. And it's the same for St. Jack. It's also the same for me as a makeup artist. I've had many situations and I hope I'll tell this in the vain hope that it helps somebody if maybe they've had this before. I've gone into so many jobs feeling like I wasn't good enough to be there. And I'm like, have they made a mistake that they've booked me? And then that's all in my own head. And then the job goes well, the client looks beautiful, she's happy, and afterwards I take this deep sigh of relief. This is years ago, but how much better would my day have been had I just believed in myself as much as a complete stranger? I love that. Oh, my goodness. I love that line. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think has been the most successful thing you've done for St. Jack? I mean, look, it's funny because... I could say, you know, it, it's been TikTok if we're measuring it by sales or something like that, like traffic um, or working with this influencer or something I'm very proud of is being Australian made. So that little um, kangaroo guy, mm-hmm. golden kangaroo. So that's all licensed and certified and that's something I'm really proud of. So I would really count that as a success in fact. Um, Earlier this year, they did their first ever Australian Made Week and it was this huge campaign, national campaign with Elise Knowles or Elsie Knowles. Oh, my God, I don't even know how to say her name. (laughs) I think it's Elise. I think it's Elise. Elise. I know she was on the blog, but I did not watch that season, naughty. Um, But she was the spokesperson for it. And the product had only been on the market for a month and they chose it as to go in their beauty influencer send outs as the best of the best of the year. So I was like, oh, my God. So, I mean, I could definitely measure my success on that right? But I really want to take a different direction with this because this is, if there's one thing um, that is the most important to the success of my businesses, it is truly asking other people for help. I just can't even describe how many situations I've gotten myself into, (laughs) little (laughs) complicated little issues um, (laughs) that I had no pride to say to someone, even complete strangers, hey, mate, I found myself in this little predicament. Um, I'm stuck in a jam. Uh, I don't know how to get out. Is there anything you can do to help me? And there have been maybe three huge examples of when that has happened um, and literally meant that the business existed rather than just got put in the bin. Um, But if I didn't have that ability to genuinely, humbly ask people for their help, even I've asked you for your help and I have no (laughs) issue with that. Do you know what I mean? Like just ask people because the thing is people always want to help you where they can. If I had someone slide into my DMs and say, hey, like what do you think the best foundation is for my kid if I'm just starting out, I don't really know what to do, what do you think I should do? Who am I to say no to help them? And also what an honor that somebody has come to me and said, you know, can can you please give me a hand with this? I really value your advice. And I have yeah. found that in 99.9% of situations, people want to help you. And that is the difference between success or not, particularly when you are a solo entrepreneur or business owner. Yeah. You need to be able to rely, frankly, on the kindness of others. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, they do want to, you know, try and do it all on their own. I think lots of people do see that as a kind of, not necessarily a sign of weakness, but, you know, 
I know when I was first starting, I definitely had that mentality of I don't want to ask anyone else. I want to do this on my own. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to say I did it all on my own. But you learn the further you get into business that you'll save so much time for starters asking other people and you're going to get a better result. 100%. And the other thing is, particularly when you are a business owner on your own, and I mean, the amount of hours I've spent in the car by myself as a mobile makeup artist going to and from jobs, like it is, can be very lonely work sometimes. And I think by relinquishing some control where you can to people who can really add value to your business and to your life, obviously, it just makes it more fun. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like, you're bringing other people into that fold with you and you aren't alone. If I didn't ask people for help or say to my mates, hey, man, I got way more orders than I thought last night. You're not doing anything this morning. You're coming to work with me and helping me pack them out. You know, it would be so boring. Yeah. And the other thing is think of all the connections. Well, I'm thinking of all the connections I've made now just by literally DMing people. We are living in the glory days of being able to talk to almost anyone we want. Like sure, they might not reply, but you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Just reach out to someone you need advice from. Just ask your mate who knows how to do a website to help you with the website, buy them a slab of beer, whatever it is. Like, but it just makes, it makes for a much richer experience. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. So what do you see for the future of St. Jack? Ooh. Other than the little <laughs> secret my... you're keeping. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm so excited about. I'm, I'm really excited I'm... too. <laughs> Ooh, I'm really hoping I can share it this week. So maybe by the time this podcast comes out, we can share it. Um, yeah, awesome. I, look, I mean, I have some big, big goals um, that I would like to achieve. The first one is really simple and it's something I actually set out to do this year and just completely failed. And I'm happy (laughs) to say that, but I really wanted to bring in the next product into my line this year because I manufacture locally, because everything is my own intellectual property, meaning all of the formulas are created for my brand, owned by my brand, and then mass produced, aka like not kind of brought in and then slap my label on it. It's a very, very expensive thing to do. And so I couldn't do it this year because, you know, COVID. COVID, Uh, So (laughs) next next year, that must happen that will happen. The next one is coming. Beyond that, in the next few years, I want the makeup cleaning mist to be in the kit or the salon or the rolly tray of everyone who works in beauty in this country because they need it. And beyond that, I would love to be in big national and international retailers. I'm not in any way thinking small for Mm -hmm. I would love to continue going, you know, online and having an e-commerce business, but I cannot wait to get back into that big wide world and start meeting all the people like you, like my customers, like the artists who love my product and just start being with them and seeing what do we all need. But big, big goals for the future of St. Jack, some very exciting things happening in the immediate few weeks. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel really Uh, not necessarily confident that I'm going to achieve all my goals, but I feel like through the work that you do, the podcasts that you share and similar things around aligned actions and manifestation and journaling, 
my mindset has shifted so much that I don't see those goals as impossibilities that are wild or crazy. I just see them as, okay, that's the next thing I've got to do. I don't see these goals as impossibilities the same way I did, you know, this time last year. I felt very much like a dreamer then, but I am a doer now. Yeah. That would be a big difference. I have no doubt about what you're going to achieve. Like I have no doubt about it. It's just, it's the energy that you have and the, you can see you're, you're doing all of the right things you're doing. You're taking all the action and you can see that you have that, that confidence in yourself and that confidence in your brand. And I think that is honestly all that a brand needs to succeed in the way that you want to succeed. Thank you. I mean, that that comment actually means a lot to me and this might be a little bit of an overshare, but I think it might be important because I think a lot of people can relate if they're listening to this podcast and hoping to grow their business. You've just said that you see a lot of confidence in me and that I'm doing the right things, but more importantly, that confidence is not something that came naturally to me. Um, I've struggled with mental health in the past. I have struggled with pretty serious anxiety, major self-esteem issues. (laughs) And it was something I really, really had to work on, believing in that abundance, understanding what aligned action is, understanding that I am worthy, you know, no matter what almost. But you know, if I fail, it's okay. If I do great, that's amazing. But it's not something that came naturally. And it's something that I've heard you say in your podcast, you know, you have to kind of sit with things that are uncomfortable and you have to do the work and you have to move through that. And I resonate with that so much. And beyond living in a pandemic, I had a really difficult year last year on a personal level and being able to put myself out there, even on the TikToks, right? (laughs) putting myself out there, being a complete idiot sometimes, but also being very vulnerable. The the boost that it gives me to see people respond to that and understand me is couldn't put a dollar figure on it. It is so invaluable. So I just really encourage anyone if they are, you know, struggling a little bit and this year has been really hard to just to do the work and just push on. Yeah. And you're, you're just the prime example of that. I just, (laughs) you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even see what goes on behind everything that you have just mentioned. Like you just, you can tell you have just done that work. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, look, maybe that guy I was talking about earlier who wasn't super nice to me, maybe he hadn't done the work and having a bad day and that's fine. But, you know, there was many opportunities for me in the last, not even 12 months, in the last eight months where I could have just thrown in the towel and said, my, my personal life right now is just way too hard. This isn't worth it. I'm putting all the St. Jack stuff into a storage cage and I'm not continuing, but Mm. this business has given me new life and I have never been happier feeling like I am in the right place so I'm super Mm. grateful for you I'm super grateful for everyone in that community for their support truly Mm. that that last little thing that you just said I just it resonates with me so much right now and um yeah I think it'll resonate with a lot of people when it's important to to give, you know, yourself another chance and find something like St. Jack and Lahuria that just gives you a new life, exactly what you said. Yeah, it actually made me quite emotional because I've yeah. never really said it out loud 
to anyone yeah. before. Um, and, you know, look, I'm not talking life and death situations, but it's just, you know, sometimes life gets really, really hard and mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm throwing in the towel or oh, I'm going to focus on it later. But through that work is such a brighter dawn. Anyway, yeah. I'm just, I'm proud of us. We got this. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Oh, you're so inspiring to listen to. I'm so oh, excited thank for everyone you. to listen to this. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to know, Beth, is what is your why? Oh, so um, let everyone else in on a secret. I saw a few of these questions beforehand and this one actually ironically to what I was just saying I found quite difficult because I'm not great at sitting with big questions like what what is your why like of your life what is your purpose in your life right but I've kind of broken it down so business wise I like I said I've had so many random careers um and don't get me wrong I love working for other people I love working in teams I love that environment and that culture But having my brand and having my business and letting it keep me up all night and letting it push me out of bed in the morning, it has told me for sure that I am not built for working for others, that I am designed chemically, whatever, to do this for myself. And look, I know that the why of St. Jack, you know, I've said to make it easier for artists to make art realistically I know that my product isn't curing cancer but if you see the beautiful people that I have in my dms like every day telling me that they feel more confident in their skin or they've never cleaned their makeup brush before and they can't believe that they did it it's it's these little moments that make a big difference to them and that's why I have the brand I have the business because I couldn't not have the business there's a um very famous entrepreneur his name is Gary Vaynerchuk do you know Gary yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah if anyone doesn't and they're listening and you need a 10 minute pep up <laughs> check you out Gary on the podcast you want to be yelled at, at yeah so I mean it's like a weird yeah if you yelled at <laughs> it's like a weird thing but when I was working in <clears throat> sales and digital marketing I was in a team of like five boys and they were obsessed with Gary V and we would watch his you know videos and we would listen to his podcast we even went to he had a seminar in Melbourne and we went because um, he's all about too. selling oh my god did you yeah <laughs> and you know what at the time I was like oh this is so like boyo buffo this is so embarrassing but something that he said like all these years ago I went to this thing and something it's like only just really started to make sense to me and resonate with me he says people don't want to have a business people don't want to be business owners they need to have a business they need to be business owners or entrepreneurs and I have completely resigned to the fact that that is in my blood and that is who I am so and that means that you know I have the option to do what I want frankly to go have brunch with my friend and I'll stay up all night making content instead because that motivates me that makes sense to me living in a world where I'm working for a giant corporation which I have never done thank god I just couldn't deal with like having to have 10 people on a zoom call to make a very simple decision it's just crap uh <laughs> but on the on the point of the um personal why and I thought about it and like I said I'm really good at avoiding these kind of big questions for me but um what I what I thought about um if I can tell a quick anecdote of course of uh, course my parents used to take me, I'm the youngest of four um, 
four sisters and my parents used to take us all to Queensland once a year at Christmas time and it would be this big joke that they would let us run rampant at this resort um, in Queensland I don't know what they were doing but my sisters are so much older than me older than me that they would look after me and my parents would go off doing whatever they're doing and we would be able to do you remember charging things to a room did you ever go to yes. a hotel and you could charge it to the I room used to, I used to live at when I lived overseas we lived in like service departments where we could right. put things on the room yeah oh, could I get in some trouble <laughs> Oh my god, can't you though? It's so easy to no. do. I feel like the modern equivalent is like having your card on your phone and you're going out for drinks and you have too many drinks and you stop realizing what's going on. But yeah, 100%. they would they would say to us, you know, do, you know, take Beth out to do whatever, um, you know, to buy a lunch, whatever, charge it to the room. And it was this big, big joke that this is again showing my age, but like I wish I could you guys could see me. But like when we would go to the front desk, like to check out of the hotel, dad would get the bill and it would be like these multiple pieces of paper all stuck together in like an accordion that would come out. <laughs> and like the paper would be like really comically falling to the floor of all the charges. And it would be like an icy pole here, a pizza there. And he just he would just like look like he's seen a ghost when he looked at this bill, right? And last year when we were in lockdown I remember thinking about it and I was laughing about it and obviously I was so so fortunate like this is a very privileged story I'm telling um but I looked at him and I was like what were you thinking like what was running through your head when your kids were absolutely (laughs) bankrupting you (laughs) and he said and it's something I'll never forget it it's so cute he said to me all I thought was I hope one day they will do the same for their kids and I was like oh and look, I don't, I don't have any kids right now. I'm very single, uh, but I do have a beautiful family. I have stunning friends. I've travelled. I had a great education, and in whatever way I can, I want to give those blessings back. So whether that be to the people I love, whether that be to people I meet, like you or anyone else who might be listening, I want to give that back. And I think that that's the best answer I could come up with for my oh life. My Why? That's an incredible answer. <laughs> you had me hooked from the start. You are a great storyteller. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, when I wanted to, when I grew up, I wanted to be an actor, so it makes sense. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, you kind of are living out that dream as well on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I do well for myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, honestly, well, where where can everyone find you and Saint Jack? Great. So if you want to find me on the Tiki Toki, it is <laughs> at St. Jack Cosmetics. On Instagram, it's by St. Jack, B-Y St. Jack. And if you want to follow me and my makeup artistry, it's at Beth Wilson underscore M-U-A. Awesome. Beth, you are an absolute delight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. No, thank you. I'm so excited for people to listen to this. They're going to love it. I hope you guys absolutely loved that episode because I loved chatting to her and I loved listening back to edit it. She is just incredible. I was having such a flat couple of days before I spoke to her and I think you guys can agree her energy and just the way she talks is so inspiring and so lifting and I just cannot get enough of her. So I hope you guys like the episode. Make sure you go and check out Beth and St. Jack on all of the platforms. They'll be in the show notes as well. To everyone in Victoria, tomorrow is the day. (laughs) 
I hope you are all ready and prepared and feeling good. I'm so excited and I can't wait to see everyone on Instagram just living it up this weekend. Thank you so much for listening as always. And if you have a spare two seconds, Spotify now has reviews. So if you could just pop in a little five-star review in there, I will be very grateful. Have a wonderful week ahead. I will chat to you next week.